0: Well, it is that time. The week's come around pretty quick and uh, Peter Mullen, it's last week you had a guest and it's just back to you and I for now. What's going on? Well, I thought you'd be happy to have me just back to ourselves <laughs> after Teagan said that we were boring last week. I was quite happy just to ignore you for a couple of weeks. <laughs> anyway, mate, uh, nice to have you just uh, back today. Now, you, you reckon there's this secret weapon to weight loss and you think it might just might be gut bugs. Well, look, there's more and more research coming out
1: about our microbiome. We've been talking about gut health on this show for... Yeah, whenever the
0: first week ever was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I thought we'd delve a little bit more into yeah, just some of the some of the research and um, what's showing up. And there's a couple of great new studies actually being done here at the university, I believe as well.
0: Okay, we'll get into all of that. Plus, if you have a health question for Peter, be it on uh, weight loss or gut bugs or anything else. Welcome back to Health and Wellbeing. And Peter Mullen is here. Uh, he has another one of these secret weapons, Peter. And you reckon gut bugs uh, in terms of weight loss might actually be the secret weapon that we're waiting for. Now, to start, with, we're going to break it down a little bit and sort of get right into the gut to start with and, and have a look at the magic behind the microbiome.
1: I thought it's a good place just to um, revisit a little bit. So with, with gut health, and what's interesting, there's so much research coming up in this space. Mm-hmm. HMRI are actually doing a community seminar on gut health. And their topics, let me read you out their topics, because it's quite a lot about what we've discussed on this show already.
0: Um, preparation makes a good program, know? <laughs> <laughs> and we're, so all getting little, us.
1: we're all getting a little older too. Kombucha to kimchi, digestive health. Um, should we be taking probiotics? What does the science say? Um, They're going to talk about gut-brain connection. So it's just awesome. It's like so much stuff coming up, really confirming how important our gut health Mm. is. And one of the terms that um, people might not have heard of is dysbiosis. So dysbiosis, dysbiosis basically means an imbalance of good and bad bacteria in our gut
0: i know we've kind of spoken about this in a different way over quite a few different episodes whether if you it's what the balance of which is what you feed it so yourself so i mean the more stuff in there that feeds the bad bacteria you get more of them and that's a problem
1: yeah exactly exactly because they know now that when we when we talk about the gut bugs and how they influence our whole health it's the compounds or the intermediate products that these good gut bugs produce like acetate and butyrate that have the healthful effects. So we have all these gut bugs. We want to be feeding them the right types of foods so they can produce all of these natural compounds or chemicals that, or intermediates that actually have such a profound health effect when they're absorbed into the system or, you know, in keeping the gut wall healthy, preventing bowel cancer, et mm. So it's kind of exciting. So dysbiosis is a term that is, has been taken up um, by the medical community as well. And dysbiosis has been described in conditions. So it's just confirmation for what we've already discussed. Dysbiosis has been described in irritable bowel syndrome, inflammatory bowel disease, colorectal cancer, allergic diseases, fatty liver that's not due to alcohol, um, most notably diabetes and obesity. Now, regarding overweight and obesity, several studies have shown that in obese individuals, the gut microbiome composition can be significant, significantly different from that of lean individuals.
0: So this really does—I mean, just list that list of you know of ailments. There really covers quite a lot of things, doesn't? It? Quite a lot of areas. Oh,
1: absolutely. Like we sort of think it plays a role with every, like all health areas. But what they're saying in this study or this report is that um, fecal bacteria can exert a fundamental role in modulating energy metabolism. And that modifications of gut bugs composition can be associated with increases or reduction of body weight and body mass. Now, the applications of that. So when I'm talking today about gut bugs and weight loss, it's not as black and white that if you just take this strain of probiotics. Although there is some research that very specific strains may actually play this role. So it's not as easy as saying... Like, you know, people sort of take all sorts of stuff from research and saying, yes, if you want to be 10 kilos lighter, just take this gut bug. Mm-hmm. A bit more complex than that, but that's kind of what the... Of course,
0: why would it be easy?
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of where the, um, where the story's heading. Mm-hmm. So, and, and a really interesting study, and you'll like this one. Um, they did this study where they had obese mice, and I think I've talked about this study before, and they fed, they took the poo from the obese mice and they fed it to the skinny mice, genetically skinny mice, and the genetically skinny mice became overweight, and they took the poo from the skinny mice, genetically skinny mice, and fed that to the overweight mice, and the overweight mice
0: became skinny. Either way, I hope they mixed it with something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's all I got out of that. All right, we'll come back and uh, discuss this a little bit a little bit further with Peter Mullen. If you have a question, you know where to find him, 49216216. As we continue with a little bit more of health and well-being, the secret weapon to weight loss could be gut bugs. And Peter, is it a thought that maybe probiotics could be to the rescue? You mentioned earlier it's not just a simple, you know, you want to lose 10 kilos, take this for whatever. But um, how unsimple is it? Or might not be.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not sure if unsimple is a word, but I'm going to go with now. It It is is now. now. Because it's on air. It's on radio. It's happened. So, yeah, so specific. But the challenge with probiotics, and this is why if you're taking probiotics for a specific health concern, it's really important to see someone that specializes in probiotics and gut health because Mm -hmm. you can go to the chemist and buy an over-the-counter probiotic to help with, say, your eczema or, in this case, your weight management. And take a generic probiotic, and you're not going to get any benefit. From yeah, that's that. frustrating, isn't it? It's very yeah. frustrating. So, hence why, like, you need to know about the specific strains or see someone that does. So, specific strains of beneficial bacteria can positively influence our gut microbiome. There are two strains that have been shown to be helpful in um, controlling weight or helping with weight control, weight gain. So, the first strain is called Bifidobacterium animalis Ssp. Lactis or B420, not B52s, B420. So, And this strain, particularly as well as reducing fat mass, particularly belly fat and waist circumference, this probiotic strain has been shown to support healthy blood sugar levels and to reduce yo-yo weight regain often experienced after weight loss. So this is one of the good ones. This is one of the good ones. Yeah. And um, the second strain... And sorry. So with that first strain, mm. what the thoughts are that what it what how they actually work is mm. these bacteria um, encourage the growth of good bacteria, but they also produce intermediate compounds that help reduce insulin resistance. So insulin resistance is where there's excess insulin being produced in response to too many carbs, and that makes it difficult for people to get into fat burning.
0: Now I'd imagine the the, so, the obvious. Cri- you finish there go. you go uh, the obvious question and answer is you know obviously you can't just take this and still you know eat whatever you like and just assume the magic to happen, I guess, but does this act, will this actually have an effect um with things like appetite or anything like that?
1: Yeah, look at that, and I'm not sure which of these strains does this, but they work by possibly um changing the um, food cravings. So, certain bacteria. Yeah, that's, okay, that's where yeah, I'm yeah, going yeah. With that, yeah. Certain bacteria in the gut will cause you to want to eat certain foods, in theory. So, if you're feeling like having cake or, you know, chips or lollies or stuff like I that. I guess that
0: makes sense because the little guys in there are kind of like us. I mean, that's what they like whatever makes eat. them healthy for them, you know, <laughs> oh, send up the signals to the brain, give me some more cake. And yeah, then, before so, you know it, pff, you know, you're in trouble. We've got well,
1: we've got a good excuse
0: now. It wasn't me. It's, wasn't it's me. not me. It's, it's, it's my gut. These other little guys.
1: <laughs> um, this different, but they do. They they may well play a role with mm. food cravings if there's if there's an imbalance, and um, the other strain is called Bifidobacterium animalis, SSP lactis HN019, and this probiotic strain can also reduce fat storage, body mass index, can may help to lower levels of unhealthy cholesterol. So that's interesting. And it's particularly beneficial for those with um, like metabolic syndrome, where metabolic syndrome is again that whole picture of insulin resistance, Mm -hmm. weight around the tummy, possible fatty liver, um, maybe elevated blood pressure, elevated cholesterol. Um, Yeah, that almost pre diabetic
0: pattern. I love how you just you're judging me while you're just looking at me. <laughs> no, wasn't. Thanks. You're the
1: only other person in the studio I can look at. <laughs> you could have looked
0: at the notes, Peter. Today's secret weapon to weight loss—it's those gut bugs, Peter. We've been uh, covering a little bit today. Made a great chat so far. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. I didn't think that was that funny. I was,
1: just... <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for your next line. That was
0: all. No, wait. Anyone that's wearing <coughs> that shirt should not be throwing too many barbs at. That's why so-
1: that's why we do radio, <laughs> isn't it,
0: not T V. Sounds good. All right, uh, back into uh back into it, Peter. Yeah, look, it's really it's,
1: it's fascinating stuff and as I
0: was saying, there's a lot of
1: you know, research and studies even being done here in Newcastle Universities looking at some stuff. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. So our gut health um plays such a big role in our health. We're learning more about it. Um, one of the, what I was talking about in the early part today is this term dysbiosis, which basically mm. means an imbalance of good and bad bacteria. But it actually goes much further than that. Like, one of the big issues with our gut bugs is that we're losing diversity. We're actually losing species. So our gut bug balance today is not the same as what it was 100 years ago.
0: The thing is with that, though, with that being – if that theory is is the thing, yep. I mean, we, how do we get them back? Is, is it like – an extinct Tasmanian tiger. Once it's gone, it's gone.
1: Look, well, the, the theory is that once you've lost species, you can't mm. repopulate the gut. Yeah. So it's quite concerning. And it's sort of like with our kids these days, you know, with the increased number of maybe allergies and all sorts of issues kids are having, I mm. think, you know, disruption or, or reduced numbers of Bacto, or sorry, of the bacteria in the gut. Mm. I think it may play a role in what's going on with the immune system with these kids. So mm. yeah, losing diversity is a big, big issue. And, Um, You can get tested now, you can get quite accurate um, stool tests done to see what your actual balance of bacteria is like, how many species you have, and some of these tests will actually give you a diversity rating. So you'll actually sort of be able to see whether, whether you score high with diversity, because it seems to correlate the greater the number of different types of bacteria, particularly if they're beneficial ones, then the better your health outcome might be. So yeah, interesting. So rather than just not know what your gut flora is doing, you know, you can actually get tested for it these days.
0: All right, lots to look at there. Now, you mentioned a little earlier that some of the probiotics that will actually could help us in terms of in terms of that diversity, in terms of um, and weight loss. Some other things uh, from a natural perspective that we should be doing, if that is something on our radar? Well, look, definitely, as, as I was saying earlier on, like
1: if you um, are keen to work on your weight management, you know, lose some body fat, particularly you know, just taking a probiotic is not going to cut it. Mm. You really need to be looking at the whole, that holistic approach, which we always talk about on this show as well. So, you know, obviously, um, you know, first off and foremost, like from a weight loss point of view, I always think is get tested. If you've always found it easy to lose weight and now you're finding that you're struggling to lose weight, um, then that's a challenge. So getting tested, getting your thyroid tested, um, making sure that your blood sugar management is okay, maybe get your fasting insulin tested. You know, so many people are coming back these days with blood test results and ultrasounds showing a fatty liver. And I know we've talked about that before as well, but one of the reasons we're seeing this increase in fatty liver is not just to do with increased alcohol, because 25 years ago, the only people I saw with fatty livers were people that drank too much alcohol. So, um, if you've got a fatty liver, again, that could be because of insulin resistance and excess carbs. And these are both big reasons why people can have trouble losing weight, thyroid and insulin resistance.
0: I think it's interesting that you frame that in the context of um, if you used to be able to lose weight easily, now you can't. Um, that old adage of, oh, it's, it's harder to lose weight as you get older. And it probably is if if, if any number of one of these factors could be at play.
1: Yeah, well, look, it's interesting. Like. And I've had um, patients that we've had blood tests for since they were in their twenties to when they are now, and you can see that over that time period things have shifted. Mm. So as we age, you know we know our body's not quite as good at keeping everything in balance. So getting blood tested, um, a couple of other quirky things that can really make a massive difference with weight management. One of the big ones is sleep. If you're not getting enough sleep, if you're suffering from sleep deprivation, very hard to lose weight and how many people do we hear of these days that are having sleep problems or you know stay up too late of a night time and only get 6 hours sleep so that's a massive issue with difficulties losing weight
0: i know we've covered with you and certainly with other guests on other the programs as well the difference between just 6 hours or that 7 to 8 hours can, which is seems fairly minimal has that maximum effect it can make a huge difference
1: well if you think about it this way if you if you, you sh- we should sleep for 8 hours a day i believe 8 maybe 9 hours a day so in a Twenty-four hour period. That's Nine. What? Wow. Yeah.
0: Who has time for that?
1: <laughs> so, if you sleep for eight say eight hours a day, that's a third of your day. Yeah. So, if you if you live for ninety years, you're going to be asleep for thirty of those years.
0: Yeah. Massive, isn't it?
1: <laughs> so, but if you only sleep for twenty-five years mm. because you've you've only had slept for six hours a night. Mm. Or say a quarter. So, what's a quarter of 90? Anyway, about mm. 25, tw- less than 22. 20, 20
0: something. Yeah,
1: 20 mm. something. Um, you know, there's possibly that's going to shorten your life life period, lifespan. Other I reckon.
0: Flip side of that, you'll have at least lived a lot longer. You've, <laughs> You've been, a been awake a lot longer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, so that, so, and then obviously with exercise, like with mm. exercise, whole food diet, but working out what the ideal diet is for you again, because the other big interfere with people losing weight mm. is inflammation. And everybody's inflamed these days and one of the side effects of being inflamed is fluid retention. So if you're holding on to fluid, very difficult to get into fat burning as well. So yeah, getting assessed really and working out exactly what's going on for you is probably the number one tip. But anybody interested in burning fat can take these specific probiotics and see if that also
0: helps as well. All right, a couple of things to look at there. As always, Peter, thank you very much. My pleasure. And uh, you're, you're, I'm not the only one on holidays next week. So you're off for a few weeks or a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, I'm on holidays, but I've got um, two of my um, lady practitioners coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, Yvonne the first week while I'm away and Belinda the second week and they will do an amazing job
0: oh, of course they will the, the bar's pretty low for me so will be fine <laughs> all right now a, a great uh, week of health and wellbeing, Peter enjoy your holidays whatever you're doing we'll see you on the other side of it all mate and enjoy your holidays and just for the record we're not holidaying it's together, not the same place we? not no, the not same s- place, no, same good. place. <laughs> all right that's it for health and wellbeing this week